toilet. Here we go. We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you each and every Monday free of charge from your friends, your best friends over at WeTalkGames.com. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and the other K in my KK slider, Keith the Robo Duke. Ahoy and waka waka, everyone. That's right. In with a waka waka, out with a waka waka. It is the fourth and final week of Pack Month! And this week, I think we're finishing strong. I think we're finishing on a power pellet. We're talking Tinkle Pit 1993 by Namco. Game's a lot like another game we talked about at the beginning of Pack Month, but we'll get into it. This again is in the maze chase genre. So you're you're running around, you're collecting things, you're avoiding baddies. It plays a lot like Do Run Run. I mean, a lot like Do Run Run. You're drawing lines, you have prizes you have to pick up that evolve or they uh, change into different iterations of what they are. Yes. They're worth more points when they change. You have a bouncy ball, much like Mr. Do, that you can shoot at the enemies and attack them. It's very wily. But, again, we'll get into it. It's an uh, example of how one company iterates on another company, yeah. and then that original company iterates again <laughs> on the second company. Right. So Universal, makers of Mr. Do, had their own interpretation of the Dig Dug mechanic. But what I love about Universal, and I, I will talk about this till I die. I love this company because what they did was they were a lower tier arcade company, but they took the mechanics of a top tier game company and they would build upon it. They wouldn't just, you know, clone it or knock it off. They would take the idea of Pac-Man and then put in some gates and put in a little bit of high risk, high reward mechanics and make Ladybug. And Ladybug is a very enjoyable experience on its own without feeling like it's a knockoff of Pac-Man. Although, the influences are very apparent in there. Mr. Do, another great game where they kind of took the foundation of Dig Dug from Namco and built upon it. They added a weapon that you could shoot and the enemies would evolve and things like this. So it felt like its own game, but the influences of Dig Dug were there. Now for Do Run Run, we talked about the different influences of that game three weeks back. What's funny about Tinkle Pit is Tinkle Pit definitely feels like it was inspired by Do Run Run, and they just dumped in a little dash of something new, which is a bell companion that helps you attack enemies. Otherwise, it really plays a lot like Do Run Run, but Tinkle Pit is a lot easier. So yeah. I guess we'll dive right into the making mechanics. 
Yeah, I'd say so. I think you did uh, cover a few there, uh, yes. mentioning uh, Do Run Run and Mr. Do, since uh, our heroes in this game have a power-up bouncy ball. Yeah. Very similar to Mr. Do, which, does Mr. Do have that in Do Run Run? I haven't had a chance to play that. He does, yeah. He does. And okay. it, it's a little, it's just as wily, but you feel like you have better control of it, and it operates a little better within the game mechanic so you can get more points, because as we've talked about, with the maze chase genre, it's all about points. It's all about the multipliers. Like, you know, anybody can clear the first couple screens in Pac-Man, but it's about the multipliers. It's about hitting the Energizer and eating all the ghosts. It's about, in Do Run Run, bouncing the ball off the wall so that the multiplier doubles when it hits the enemies. You know, it's those type of little things that make this genre interesting or not interesting, depending on the game you're playing. For Tinkle Pit... I think they did a good job with taking the do-run-run mechanic and putting a little bit of the 90s veneer of it with the art style, but they didn't dump anything all that groundbreaking into the mechanic, so it felt like something completely different from do-run-run. By the way, do-run-run came out in 1984. I already talked about Tinkle Pit coming out in 1993. In 1984, Bomb Jack came out by uh, Tech Han. The reason why I wanted to hit this particular game in the making mechanics is that in bomb jack you had to hit you could hit the bombs in any order you wanted but the fuses would light up with the bombs you were supposed to hit and when you hit those bombs in the correct sequence you would get a better point metric for doing so it's kind of the same thing in tinkle pit what it is is you're supposed to hit the prizes in a certain order so that they evolve into the more valuable prize. So there's a cake level, and you'll see full cakes and then slices of cakes. If you hit the full cake, the slice of cake will turn into a full cake, and you just follow that around the screen to get the maximum amount of points. Now, if the game were more difficult, which it's not, you might have to hit the prizes before they evolve just to clear the screen. Another example of this is there's a Toy Pop level, as in Toy Pop the game. Namco, lots of cameos in Tinkle Pit, which I think is really cool, but is also something that was a miss for both of us, I think, in this game. Yeah, there's far too many cameos in this game, and as far as making mechanics that I I could think of would be, I mean, this is the last week of Pac Month. Waka 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 pack month. But uh, there's plenty of uh, games even uh, we've done in the last uh, three years that definitely cover this, and there are cameos from characters in some of those games, like Miru from Pack and Pal, which we did back in 2014. The little green companion. Yeah, the little green blue cat companion. Thing. She's a girl, I think, in Pack and Pal, but then in Pack and Pal US, or maybe it was Sourpuss and what Chomper or something in the US. They took the Hanna Barbera cartoon. And, oh and, yeah, and put the cat and the dog in there. Wow, it's you said Chomper, and I like heard like Miss Pac Man saying like Chomper. Chomper, like, stop eating so much. I don't even know if she said that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and I don't know how she sounded, but for some reason I heard that in my head. But yeah. um. Yeah, this this game for making mechanics as well, I'd say not for the score baseness of it or the, you know, collect the power-ups in the right order mm-hmm. and they get more powerful, but for the look yeah. and the style of it, it's sort of Taito in its cutesiness. Very much so. 
even the music to me is very reminiscent of Bust a Move. Well, just that font set with the rainbow happening on the font when it says like stage clear or stage two or whatever. Yeah. That feels like Rainbow Islands and it looks very much like Taito. Like I was expecting Bub and Bob to show up. Yeah, you could have told me this was a Taito game and I would have believed you. Right, yeah. If I didn't see where it said Namco. It's funny, we talked about how Universal took a game and made it their own, where it's Tinkle Pit feels very much like Namco aping other things. Yeah, they were aping other companies that had already aped them and then throwing all of their own stuff they already have together in this super Smash Brothers kind of way and putting it all into this puzzle game where only the most devoted Namco fans are really going to notice everything that is hidden in this game. But as you mentioned, there are levels straight up named after other games. Right. Which is cool. I don't want to get too far ahead. I can't really think of any other game where you uh, drop a bell on the ground and drag a line, and then the tinkle ball, as it's called, uh, (laughs) jingles its way along the line, killing any enemies. I can't say I've ever played anything much like this. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about kicks again, but I already talked about kicks for Do Run Run. Now, where Do Run Run draws the line on the ground to make the prizes increase their value... So you draw a box around it like kicks, and each time you do that, the point value goes up for the prize, and the prize changes into different types of fruits. For this game, that doesn't happen. Well, That happens through the bomb jack mechanic, where if you eat the prizes or collect the prizes in the correct order, the next successive prize becomes more valuable. But the drawing mechanic in Tinkle Pit is used to have your bell companion wait. And then as you draw the line, you make a track for him to follow, and then you hope that the enemies fall into that track so that way you can release the button, and then your bell companion will try to trace that line and get back to you if you don't get hit. Yeah, but much like Pac-Man, killing the ghosts or getting rid of the enemies is not the entire point. Right. The point is, as you said, the power-ups have two stages. If you collect them at their full stage, anything that's at their not full stage will evolve to its full stage the first level you know it's apple slices to full apples they have you know little dolls up to big dolls in the second level uh one is slices of cakes to full cakes clams to some kind of seahorses in the underwater level yeah they're like seashell collecting or something the only other game i had in my making mechanics was trog and i feel like trog was a lot like this game Sands the Bell Companion. So the maze layout felt very similar to Trog, and the way that you'd have to mitigate those enemies felt a lot like Trog. And I like Trog. We talked about Trog actually last year during Pack Month. So those are my making mechanics. Let's talk about the plot. I know that you know the story of this game, and I will say this. I want to preface this plot. I truly believe that this game was meant for either Pac-Man or Dig Dug, which is not his real name. I can't think of Dig Dug's real name right now. Oh, But I really believe that this game was developed to either be a Pac-Man or Dig Dug game. And this is kind of a weird era where the arcade was still a thing, but those two characters really weren't. Like, we were just coming off of, I believe, Pac-Mania which wasn't a huge smash success. So I feel like maybe they opted out of using those key franchises in this game. This is just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. It's just yeah. when Keith talks about the plot in a few seconds, it's so convoluted and weird. And you're like, 
why? Why would you introduce these characters who I don't believe we ever saw again unless there is another Namco game that has a billion fucking cameos and these two dorks are in it? I don't know. And I, I just realized there was something we didn't preface at the very beginning of this. What's that? Uh, this is a Japan-only game. That's right. And it, <laughs> I believe it's only available in the arcade. I don't think it was ever ported to anything. <laughs> According to Milton, thank you, Milton. Kiss my toilet. Yes, yes, I will kiss your toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It was only in the arcade, uh, yeah, 1993. So these other characters, which, uh, as far as you can tell in the opening, it's evil guy, does a thing, you gotta stop him, right? Yeah, that's what I gleaned from the plot. Apparently, this demon man has a name, and his name is Mal, and he has transferred all the inhabitants. Chairman Mal? What a surprise me. You know how the Japanese feel about the Chinese. Yeah, they love them. Yeah, love them. So this is an homage to... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, evil Mal, who transforms all the inhabitants... Translation-wise, Japanese to English. Yes, I know it's a very stereotypical and most of the time racist thing for the R's and L's to be switched. But that's kind of a real thing. Like it is a thing that sometimes uh, affects what things are names. Like this is called Tinkle Pit uh, right. and it says Tinkle Pit on the screen in English, but in the translation it, it would come out, I guess, as Tinker Pit. Right. According to the translation I have that the inhabitants of Tinkerland have all been turned into statues except for the two protagonists who in uh, translations would be Pitto and Patty. Mm-hmm who go off on a quest to defeat Mal and the minions, and they are accompanied by their oversized anthropomorphic uh, bells, (laughs) sleigh bells, actually, the sort of a round, maybe the kind you find on a cat's neck or something, or a sleigh bell. Which would make sense with Tinkle, right? Well, Tinkle, everyone thinks pee-pee, obviously, because we're we're very mature on this show. But, like, a bell jingles, does it tinkle? It doesn't tinker. No, it doesn't, which, you know, once again, it says they're known as Tinker Balls, but I'm like, I think it would be Tinkle Balls. You gotta pay extra to get your balls tinkered. (laughs) Let's just be glad it wasn't called Tingle Balls. (laughs) Mr. Tingle in here. They serve as their weapons, and you just have to go through and defeat them. And uh, when we mentioned the power-up items, or the scoring items that evolve in later levels... I guess we could get into the levels now, right? Because Sure, let's lay down the foundation. Like I said, it's a lot like Do Run Run. It's just not in the isometric perspective that that game was in. So there's not yeah. really levels or tiers on the stage. It's very flat, you know, over-the-head view. You're fighting different types of enemies along the way. And yeah, some be- of them including, what are they, Fyras or Fyragas? Fi- uh, yeah, Figers. Figers and uh, the other little, who are the little Pukas. floating guys? Pukas. Pukas, yes. Yeah, from Dig Pukas, Dug. From Dig Dug, which apparently somewhere in my research, someone just calls him Dig Dug. But like I said, I don't think that's his name. No, M- Milton, get on that. Get back to us on that, Milton. <laughs> what is Dig Dug's real name? What is his real name? But while we're talking about the enemies, which what is cool about the enemies in this game is that each one behaves a little differently from the other. So like right. the Pukas, like Dig Dug, you know how they would pass through the dirt? 
They can do that in this game. They can pass through the walls of the maze. The Figars can breathe fire, obviously, because that's what they did in Dig Dug. There's also robots that shoot laser beams, and there are uh, spider robots that shoot out arrows from left, right, up, and down, very much like uh, a street sign arrow. And if you get hit by that arrow, you get stunned. And if you get stunned, yes. the enemy can bite you behind you, and then you're out. And yes. I think there's a couple other enemies, but you get the idea. It, they're very, um, again, I think they're cameos to uh, Namco games. Pukas and Figars are. I'm just not sure about the robots and the spider robots, because I don't know if they're characters from Toy Pop or not, because I'm not super familiar with that game. They're saying there's ones that uh, do appear familiar to characters from the Toy Pop game mm-hmm. uh, that show up as bonus characters. They apparently look like characters known as Pino and Acha, which are in the Toy Pop level. So I guess gotcha. the uh, little evolving characters look like that. Most of the cameos are just little bonus character yes. power-ups yes. that you can pick up. They're not enemies. It seems The Fyragas and the Pukas are the only ones that are enemies, I believe, from other games. But yeah. uh, Cosmo Gang, the video, apparently one of the uh, little pink alligator aliens are yes. a bonus in this, which we've talked about that game as well. Right, and I collected that doll, because it's like a little doll you can pick up, and I got 90 points. <laughs> which is ridiculous, because everything else in the game is like thousands of points. But these little cameo prizes will pick up and it'll be like the Galaga ship or yeah there's a Mona Lisa painting which is apparently from Mappy right there are uh, little uh, guys from Xevious in there the little satellite Momoji character from Galaga. Now, don't get confused. Galaga. Why do you say Galaga? When I read it, I want to say Galaga. But when I think Galaga. about it, I say Galaga. Yes. I don't... Oh, that's so weird. Uh, anyway. We're talking about these cameos like we saw them, but I don't believe you did, right? I only saw I, the Cosmo and the gang, a weird doodle face that I don't know what it was from, and um, something else. There's... I want to say billions, but there's like hundreds of cameos in this game. There's Chances at least 25 are, cameos. You won't see any of them. I <laughs> saw the Mona Lisa painting. Did you? Okay, that's But cool. I didn't know that it was supposed to be, you know, oh, the Mona Lisa painting, that's the thing the guys are trying to steal in Mappy, and little right. cop Mappy has to stop them. I didn't realize that. I was just like, oh, it's the Mona Lisa. Okay, let me grab, why is the Mona Lisa here in this dark world oh we didn't even mention that either yet yeah that's we'll get up to that we'll get up to that. yeah so each stage you got to collect prizes there's metrics of the prizes you can collect them in a certain order to get the maximum amount of points right you mitigate the enemies by either using your bell character to hit them off the screen or by using your bouncy ball attack your doo-doo ball the doo-doo ball sucks it really yeah, does. It's not, it doesn't bounce nearly enough and you never know which direction it's going to go in a path Right in the maze, so like you can see like a fork, like oh the enemy's up top. I'll try to throw this, and it'll go down. Like yeah. it'll never go the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. You got to depend on that tinkle ball and drop it on your enemies and 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 tinkle bag them to really get yeah. rid of them. And if you start to get clever, like I was about getting the most amount of points, and you're just drawing that line for days around that maze, this little cyclops bat will come and kill you, and you cannot attack him. So just be warned that. This game is really easy to its detriment, and you're going to get bored like I did. Well, most of you will, and you're going to want to be like, okay, how many points can I get on this screen? That little dude will show up, and again, he'll try to bite your butt, and then you're out. So be warned. You can avoid him, but he's going to show up eventually because it's an arcade game. They want to turn it over, and they really should have made this game a lot harder. (laughs) 
<laughs> they didn't. It's a bit too easy, and especially uh, nowadays, you know, where the arcade we visit, everything's kind of set to free play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to uh, just get through this. You know, they yeah, got this, a lot of imports, this feel, Tinkle Pit feels a lot like Do Run Run for babies. I enjoyed the game. Yeah, I like the color. I like the music. It's not... And and that's me saying it's for babies has nothing to do with the art style. I play cutesy, saccharine, candy-coated, cute games, okay? But I like them to be challenging. This game isn't challenging. So much so, I actually dropped off. I didn't finish the game because I was just bored of it. Why don't we start breaking down the levels, and I'll, I'll explain where I dropped off and how this game could have been a little bit better if they just changed a couple things around and actually just copied a mechanic that they did a little later. Yeah. The thing I do like about the game is while it is a high-score uh, puzzle game, mm-hmm. it does have a progression, and you can get an ending, which I did play through all of Tinkle Pit, which did take a little too long. Keith did that for you, listener. Yeah. The least you, know you can do is leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars and above, please. Just uh, tell a friend. Be like, hey, I listen to the show every week. I think it's awesome. I think you would enjoy it. If I can go and uh, tell my own friends and coworkers about this show. <laughs> they're like, Keith, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, we know. You're a podcaster. Whoop-de-doo. We get it. But yes, tell your friends. That would be awesome. Uh, and tell your friends about these lovely levels that I'm going to yeah, go through. <laughs> Sadly, um, the first four are the only ones that have uh, enough of a translation to understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to read all the Japanese, but the last word of each level sums up the level. The first one is full bloom, yeah. which has the apples and you're in an outside, you know, foresty, colorful field area. Right. The second one is toy pop. Based straight up off the game, I guess, because they took the name right there. We'll have to review Toy Pop in the future. I think we do need to look into it at this point. Then the third level is Emeraldia, which is an underwater game. So they, once again, just took that from another. But it's a a water-based puzzle game. And there's apparently a cameo from it in a well. There's a pink dolphin that's a character in in Emeraldia. So uh, double cameo with the stage name. And then the fourth level is Sweet Shop, which is the one with the slices of cake that turn into a full piece of cake. Okay. Have you fallen off yet? We're no, not there no, yet? no. I'm still playing. You're still here. Okay. Yep. So then we get to the boss level. Right. And I really dug this level. I don't. I think you agree. This isn't the giant monster one. This is the big... The mech suit. Yeah, the big... Oh, yes. The big uh, yellow mech suit guy. Right. And he starts zapping away par- portions of the floor. Yes. And so you have to take everything you learned up to this point, which is the same goddamn mechanic for the first four stages. Nothing (laughs) really changes. It's just the backgrounds change. Yeah. And use that with this new mechanic of this guy shooting lasers into the ground. There's a couple things I don't like. Like, the perspective of the game, I thought that the big goon was on one track, and I could walk behind him because I was on another track of the maze. But really, if you touch any track that that sprite is sitting on top of, you take damage. Yeah, he covers like two lanes entirely, which can be a little frustrating. He does cover a lot of area on there, but that's part of the challenge. Right. It's totally taking everything you know, enemies that can only exist along line, you know, some can phase through, and then blowing it up and making it bigger. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun at that point when you get to fight uh, a boss, which I didn't expect it. I thought this was going to just be a puzzle-based game, so when it was going through the worlds, it was really neat. And then it does something I really like as well, which is 
initially you can only see the first four stages and then it flips it on you and suddenly you encounter uh mal the demon guy in his summoning circle his his safe for elementary school pentagram yes 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 the (laughs) the circle in the center with the lines going out in other circles yeah and he uh has a bunch of the different enemies you've encountered through the game let me just say real quick yeah that boss mechanic is what i believe should have been at the end of each of those four first stages and not that exact mechanic but if you gave me a boss at the end of each stage, I would have been more interested playing through. And then when I got up to that boss battle, I was like, ah, oh, man, like, at the end of the toy level, why didn't I fight a wooden soldier? At the end of cake level, why didn't I fight a cake mixer? At a giant the- croissant. Yeah, uh, sure, whatever. Just give me a boss battle that flips the mechanic on its head a little bit and challenges me. Yeah, you could have done like a giant tree enemy, like the first boss in Kirby at the end of the first level with all the apples. Sure. Not to jump too far ahead, but one slug got me all the way up to the first boss. So that's five stages. Actually, that's more than five stages because each stage has four Four. levels. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can interchange those words, too. You can call it four levels in five stages or whatever. Sixteen levels, and you get to your boss. So think about that. As a business in the arcade, one quarter, never played this game ever in my life. I don't look up any walkthroughs or playthroughs before I play the game because I want that fresh experience. I spent one credit and got that far in the game. That's not good business, and it's not a good challenge. Yeah, is this, I don't know, maybe our American sensibilities, you know, like people like Midway are the ones who want to take all your money, while in Japan they're like, no, we want you to have fun and enjoy our game. Uh, no, I don't believe no, that. No, I didn't think so yeah, either. No. <laughs> There's plenty of challenging, and we've talked about them, plenty yeah, of yeah, challenging yeah. Japanese. Uh, well, Do Run Run is a great example. Very challenging game. Yeah. And maybe too challenging to its detriment, but a game like that makes me want to play more because I know that I have the tools within that game to get to the next level. Yeah, and now when you beat that boss, I was like, oh, it's a cute little game. It's just those four stages. Here's the big boss. It's the end. No, as we said, you the Mal has the summoning circle, all the enemies come out, and you are transported to the next four worlds, which is like the dark worlds, which don't really have any names that are references to anything, I can tell. One's definitely hell. <laughs> yeah, one is hell. There's like a spacey level, because the names are like Gyaron, uh, Rajenda, Rabi Risu, and then the last one's Phantomana, which to me sounds like something with ghosts, like Phantomania or Phantoms or something like that. Sure. But spooky ghosts. Yeah, spooky ghosts. <laughs> but it's actually uh, the final level where you, the people from Tinkleland are all turned to stone. Mm. And uh, you are collecting them back to save them. You know, they're being little. You collect the bigger ones. Right. That way you can uh, get more points that way, Uh, which which I liked. You know, it has that sort of a Zelda-ish feel to it where Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're in an alternate world. But it still retains its very cutesiness. It's not all of a sudden things are dripping in blood and fire. uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it definitely gets like a little bit darker in uh the the last bunch of stages on your run up to chairman mao <laughs> yeah i dropped off at the castle stage okay yeah that's so that- where i dropped off because i'm like this game is not it's just dumping more enemies on the screen it's not really fun anymore yeah so you got through the space stage which is world five yes 
which, which is pretty uh, I dug because it had the uh, little UFOs that I like as the prizes. Oh yeah, the ones with the little balls, the uh, the classic. Uh, like I call them Japanese. Yeah, the hubcaps on the bottom. Yeah, little yeah. hubcap UFOs that I dig. So right, but so they, you only got to World Six, which mm-hmm. was the the castle level. Because I got to be honest, I didn't want to do sixteen more levels of this. Yeah, I was getting a little tired of it at this point, but I got to see it to the end. You know how I am. Mm-hmm. World Seven's kind of like inside the castle. And then uh, the final level I mentioned, Fantomana, that kind of looks just like the previous level, but it's more red and like evil. And then once you get through that, you have to fight Mal. Now tell us about this boss battle. Was it any different from the first boss battle that you did? No, it was because, mm-hmm. but but it's also where a little bit of an annoyance to me comes in. Let me guess. Um, this isn't my final form. Happens. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My problem isn't that it's not my final form. It's when you do that two to three times. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you beat it, it works once, for the Frieza saga in Dragon Ball Z and yeah. the Cell games in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, where they're like, oh, Frieza had what? That three, four, had three, and they're like, nah, now Cell's gotta have like four or five different forms. <laughs> then Boo's gotta have oh, one, the and then he splits into two, and oh, then each of those have different nerds. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. And they're still doing it. There's like God saying form now where their hair's blue. It's ridiculous, but. At least they're <laughs> not weirdly mimicking the Aryan inspired, you know, great specimens of the. Uh, or super race is what I'm trying to say. You know? Right, they're not blonde, blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the highest power anymore. Yeah, even at like 12, 13, I was like, oh, that's kind of not cool. It's not exactly what uh, I think we should be going for here, yeah. but so you fight him in his normal form. And then you beat him, and he morphs into, like, a dark version of you. Okay. Now, I played it single-player. So you single fight player. Shadow Link. Yeah, it's Shadow Link. And, and I was like, okay, this, so this is going to be his final form. Like, maybe this is his real form. He's a dark version of you. You know, it's one of those, like, oh, I was just one of you, and then I gained this power. Now you have to face me in my real original form or whatever. And he's got an evil tinkerball, you know. And, that, uh, see, that's interesting, though. Yeah, so totally. He's, he's, like drawing lines, he's drawing lines on the screen, and yeah, you can get hit by lines. his tinkle ball? Yeah, he plays hmm. just like you do. He draws okay. lines on him, the screen, can hit you just like you do. And I was like, this is a great end yeah. boss. You know, yeah. I'm encountering an enemy that has the same powers I do. Yeah, It would have been cool if they did, this is just me musing now, but if they did some sort of like Mega Man 3 Proto Man, where in the middle of playing throughout the game, you've encountered this guy a few times, and then like, this yeah, is like the that, final I match. Think- yeah, I think it would have been better if this guy was like a henchman to Mal, you know, like he's one of your own people turned against you or something. Right. But I'm talking about, a, you know, a cutesy puzzle based game and I'm trying to <laughs> you know, turn it into like a TV show or something right. or an anime. Yeah. But I think that would have been a lot cooler because when you have three stages on the boss and then after you beat that form, he then morphs into a giant one eyed bat demon, which I think may be similar to the one you see when you stay on a level too long. But I never did. Mm, OK. I didn't mention before, uh, beating the level does involve getting rid of all the enemies, but if you leave one, it eventually is like, oh no, I'm out, bye-bye! And, like, oh, right, right, out. yeah, we forgot to mention that, actually. Yeah, so... Much uh, like Dig Dug. Yes, much like Dig <laughs> Dug, if you leave one last enemy, you know, he'll he'll peace out of there, because, you know, his uh, time is uh, short. Yeah, which I think we all did in our head when we were younger playing Dig Dug, when the enemy would leave. We'd either go, <laughs> yes. bye-bye, or, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you chase like, oh, get back here. Yeah. yeah, I used to hate when the puka would just go floating through dirt I hadn't, just off to the side. And yeah, the puka's like, I guess I'm going to go fuck off now. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
<laughs> so he morphs that into a giant form, which similar to the big robot, he takes up more than a lane. Mm-hmm. He's very huge. He flies over the level, shooting fire and stuff like that. But, you know, bang your head against the wall and keep pumping in your quarters and you'll get through them. This is where it does take a bit of a spike okay. in the difficulty on the final boss. But you Always. win. And in the end, it seems much like a lot of the Kirby games. You don't kill ddd but it's oh no here take all your food back i'm sorry ah blah 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 and the, the demon helps you restore all the people he's you i think they jump on his back and like fly off with the one-eyed <laughs> demon and like fly over tinkle land and turn everybody back uh, to flesh so mal changes his ways at the end and you save the day gotcha and so it is score based you do get a nice little screen at the end of the game where it shows you uh your total score Mm -hmm. so if you want to beat my score Mm. get a pen and pencil ready okay my score at the end of my tinkle pit run was one million seven hundred and fifty three thousand six hundred and thirty all right so tweet us your score at we talk games and if you beat yes. keith's score you win the no prize the no prize for no monies it will be all not yours but you can brag i mean and if you're good with I, photoshop we can't tell yeah and i have a feeling uh wiggly's score is probably like quadruple mine or something because <laughs> like when we sco- when we compared scores back on newman athletics yeah. which apparently there's a newman athletics cameo in this game too yes. which i kind of I, I don't know if that's real or not i think people might be looking too much into this game sure much like i do to games but um yeah you beat the game you restore everything to normal and you get a nice little family photo at the end with all of the characters including Aww. chairman Mao yeah. and all the enemies there pukas <laughs> and firagas and your giant robot and I, we didn't mention a lot of the other enemies there's little guys in armor that you knock their armor off in the later levels and then they're little red angry guys who run around like real fast yeah like, can't keep up with them there's little birds wearing baseball caps which i thought were pretty cool yes, looking yes i don't know what they were but i was like those little guys look fucking cool they reminded me of the little kiwi from those kiwi games if that was namco it, it very well could be i don't know i'd have to check that extensive list yeah. to see if it's somewhere in there because i can't remember melon what's that oh taizo hori Apparently. Okay, that is Dig I, Dug's real name. Yes, and I can see why maybe in America they just called him Dig Dug. <laughs> yes, totally. so that might be what uh, what I was seeing huge backstory. Taizo Hori and his family of Mister Driller and Kissy from Baraduke, and his divorce from Kissy from Baraduke. <laughs> yeah. Very deep, very deep story. They Namco, they love Pac Man, but they really invested a lot of time into Dig Dug. There's even yes. a connection between Galaga and Dig Dug. Keith, what was your one slug? We, did, we didn't touch on that. I think I also got to the robot guy. Yeah. Because the bosses are where the difficulty spikes a bit, and then definitely on the latter level. So I think I made it to him as well. I'm experiencing a really weird case of deja vu, and, and my memory's kind of fuzzy. It's like we've done this show already. Yeah, I don't know. And something that... happened and deleted it. But you did know. we did something. We're professionals. That never happens. No, not at all. So I think we touched on everything we like, but let's give a few bullet points about what we liked about this game. I like the art style, even though it's completely aped from Taito, especially yes, from this Taito. era. And you know what's funny? This game coming out in 1993 and Trog coming out in 1990. I feel like Trog actually has a 
you know, they're completely different. We talked about Trog has a claymation art style, but mm-hmm. this game seems like it's a late 80s game, early 90s game. Like, for 1993, the art style should have been a little more polished, but I give it the pass. I enjoyed it, even though it's completely aped from title games. I like the little bell mechanic. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. The one boss battle that I did play through, I enjoyed. I like the idea of the cameos, but I think it was too much for the bag. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't fit all of it in there, and I don't really think anyone's going to play through this game more than once. And I yeah. feel like you'd have to play through this game a dozen times to see half the cameos that are listed on this huge list that we have. You definitely covered it. The style and whatnot is something I really, really like about the game. Did you like the I music? Enjoy- like I said, the music is good, but it does sound like they just took it from yeah. uh, Taito's archive. Yeah. And put it on here straight up with, like, beating the levels, the look with the rainbows, as you mentioned as well. All of it really uh, ties it all together. Sure. It is easy to learn and play. It's very simple. But if you really want to be good at it, it's hard to master. Uh, I didn't even realize the mechanic with the power-ups until you told me about them. I would just try to pick up anything. Okay, these are lower points. Those are higher points. Not realizing collecting the hires evolves the lower points into higher points. I had no idea. Yeah, a more contemporary note or or, uh, contemporary reference that uh, listeners might be familiar with is the Pac-Man Championship Edition, whether it's CE or the DX version, where Mm -hmm. you're supposed to collect the dots in the correct order to open up the rest of the maze. It's like that. It's just a little more simplified. The maze doesn't expand or anything. It's just what you're supposed to collect changes into a higher valued item what didn't you like about the game the later levels it can get really confusing with all of the bullets flying around on the screen and all the different enemies for me to try to concentrate between getting uh the different uh items for points making sure they evolve while also dragging the bell and making Mm -hmm. sure that hits the enemies and whatnot it does get a little repetitive as well later on and can uh lead to a little bit of boredom but otherwise i think it's definitely worth a playthrough to see how Pac-Man and Dig Dug became Ladybug and Mr. Do, <laughs> which became Do Run Run, which then turned back into Tinkle Pit. Pit. Yeah. And with a little bit of Bomb Jack as well thrown in there for good measure. So it really is sort of uh, an evolution of the arcade from the early 80s to the early 90s, the puzzle games and how they've taken all these little bits and pieces from all these different games and how these two to three different companies, if we throw Taito in with Universal and Namco, Mm -hmm. how they all played off each other. And there weren't a lot of these kind of games after 1993. Bust the Move continued to go and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's a different type of puzzle game. Yeah, different type of puzzle game. The Maze Chase game kind of petered out by the mid-90s. Yeah, this was around the time where puzzle games became more to be versus games. Tetris was super duper hot. Yep, fighting games were becoming the thing in the arcade. Yep, so Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo would continue that sort of puzzle or cutesy thing. Yeah, that's much later, but same thing. Yeah. With this being the end of Pac-Month, Tinkle Pit maybe somewhere near the end of the Maze Chase puzzle uh, games as well. Right. At least, and at made least by uh, the originals who made Pac-Man as two. True. 
True. Yeah. Yeah, I think I touched upon everything that I would improve upon or, or I didn't like about the game, but English as well would be a nice improvement. <laughs> Particularly for us. I think Point Hounds, classic arcade game fans, will enjoy this game and find some reason to play it. I, I don't think I'll revisit the game unless I'm playing with the second player, which might add a new dynamic to it because we didn't touch on it, but it is two players simultaneous which I think would be more fun. Yeah, I didn't get to try that either. It but been- on its own, I'm not going back to this game. Whereas Do Run Run, I will. Now, with Do Run Run, if you try that game, because you want to try these type of maze chase, go for the points, classic arcade game, and you're like, ah, oh, this is too difficult. You might want to try Tinkle Pit because it is a lot easier. But the second half of the game, as Keith mentioned, spikes into the difficulty and not in an enjoyable spike but a give me a fucking cash spike yeah a bit like that especially on the bosses and then and then the game at the end when you beat it it has the audacity to say to you let's finish all the stages by one credit yeah no that's not happening like one quarter are you kidding me like maybe to the first boss but not after that it's not gonna freaking happen you're gonna need another coin on that first boss probably So movie yeah. taglines. Let's oh. say that Tinkle Pit, instead of being a 1993 Namco arcade game, was a 1993 film. What would your movie tagline be for Tinkle Pit? Oh, oh, I got uh, Tinkle Pit jingling its way into theaters. This never. Okay. <laughs> and my movie tagline would be two kids, one Satan, no challenge. Tinkle Pit. Alright. It's good, I like it. Thank you. And now here's TT Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazines, Arcade Weekly's Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see. Hello, I am Titty Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Dudes, 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 clue. My clue for next week's game. Filmed on location with the men and women of the law enforcement department. <laughs> All right. That's a great clue. It's like I remembered that clue. Well, here's my clue for next week. You're not going to fall for the... F- oh, fuck! I fucked it up! <laughs> You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe again? <laughs> All right. Look forward to more Eddie Murphy references <laughs> next week. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see, maybe. Or more Judge Reinhold references. Who's the second? Can't get enough of those. Let me remind everybody to review our show yet again on whatever service you download from. Chances are there's some sort of thing that you could give stars or thumbs up to, and you can write a little blurb about us. We're coming up on our 200th episode. Woo! Yeah, 200 episodes. Now, you're like, well, this show's been around since uh, the early 2000s. How are we only up to 200? Well, we used to be a monthly show that would last from anywhere from three to ten days. (laughs) We paired back a little bit and then turned into a weekly show uh, two years ago. So now we're catching up to these big numbers. We got episode 200 coming up. We love doing the show for you. If you want to see 200 more episodes... Please tell a friend, go on iTunes, go on Stitcher, write us a review. If you've done it already, let's say you did it two years ago, 
when the show is completely different from what it is today. You can log in, refresh the interview. It goes to the top so that new listeners can find out about us. It really does help, especially with iTunes. It helps our metric so we continue to climb up that top 300, 200, 100 podcast for video games. Point uh, of pride for us. We don't make any money on this. So. No, I just I, I want to get some more reviews on there. Because it's getting kind of weird to see my own review from when I was a fan of the show still on the front page, guys. Come on. you got to knock that one down a bit. It's yeah, looking and- like I'm self-filating over here. Right. And you, you look at other reviews, and they're, they're just complete nonsense and have nothing to do about what we're talking about today with what the show, the direction of the show is today. So yeah, please. it's a very different show from what it was back then. So please review on iTunes. You can review on Stitcher as well. Give us a thumbs up there. You can check us out on Facebook, too, at WTG Podcast. Mm. Giving us a like there helps with our egos, too. Sure. You can follow that. And that's a great page for – additional content that we put out during the week. And yeah, we arcade flyers for the games we talk about that week. Right. See what uh, you might see if you were uh, an arcade promoter back in the day. And we're not going to blow out your news feed either. We're talking two to three updates during the week, and it's things that are relevant to the show. We're also on Twitter, at We Talk Games. There's a lot of funny things happening there just about every day. So I think if you follow us over there, you will appreciate it. Yeah, I think the best place to indulge your We Talk Games is at We Talk Games on Twitter. Right. So I think that's been a very successful pack month. For Keith the Robo Duke, I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk at you again next week. Waka 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 waka.
several people being delivered from the classmate bag so this is from us we do with a child some type of a learning oh, disability okay. we've seen many many well. children healed we've seen midgets grow we've seen arms and legs that stop growing because the growth cells that stop i don't make this stuff up i don't make this up either <laughs> yeah yeah i do oh 